Hello and welcome to episode three of Your Average Critics. Uh, it's just four of us today because uh, Joe has priorities. Um, he's, he supports the dirty Spurs. Um, Spurs which, are shit. Yeah. Wow. I think, Chris, we're going to have to get you to blank out the word Spurs because um, it's just horrible and no one wants to hear that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this week's pod is going to be uh, about Oscars predominantly. Um, we've all gone to see a whole load of Oscars films, so we're going to be chatting about that. Uh, we've all got quite diverse opinions on them, I think. Um, but first of all, how was your week, guys? Obes, what'd you get up to? <laughs> uh, I got a limitless pass, OD limitless pass, and I've Decent. rinsed it the past two days. Decent. Other, other, other limitless passes are available. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, seen, what, four films now in two days? Yeah? Um, oh, well, so yeah. Jesus. That was good. And then uh, Arsenal shit, which is disappointing. Oh, God, yeah. You know? So, Arsenal Wenger, if you ever listen to this, you, you broke my heart. I think Wenger's a massive fan of the podcast. Yeah. Um, Did you say if he ever listens to this? Yeah, when? Yeah. When, yeah. when he's listening to this? Yeah, they listen to it in training. This is their motivational True. speak. True. But yeah, apart from that one week, my week's been not too bad. You know, same old, same old. Work and sleep. Work hard, play hard, innit? Mm. Chris, what's, what's up with you? What's not new? a lot really, not a lot, just went pub on Friday, that's about it, and watched a few films on Saturday. Yeah, you need to get one of these uh, generic limitless passes. I will, I will. Ne- Non-cinema non- specific. Ne- ne- <laughs> next month, next month, I'll give it next month. <laughs> They're definitely worthwhile, but you're not a huge cinema guy, are you Ollie? I don't know, are you? Every now and then, every now and then, but we went over the weekend and yeah. we ended up getting a free ticket, so we that did, was fab, actually, so yeah. word we of advice. a rodent in a cinema that should not be named yep. on the podcast. <laughs> if, if you ever see a mouse, you might get free tickets. Yeah, well, to be fair, I didn't actually see it, but I benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> I was traumatised, weren't you? Traumatised. <laughs> but she said, she was like, oh yeah, I hope you've not been traumatised by this incident. I, was I like, wasn't even looking to get like... No. I kind of wanted to delete, but <laughs> we, we were just stood there waiting. We were just doing our, our civic duty. Well, Ollie was. I was just well, yeah. Ollie wanted to fall like help inspector mode. Because <laughs> 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 so I'm from a chapter, like, you can't be having this. You can't be having this, no, mate. But, fair enough. It could have been just a wrapper on the floor. And it said, oh, yeah, no, it's it really up. dark. <laughs> it, it moved too fast. <laughs> so, film news. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen that Logan has been rated 15 by the BBFC, which mm. is the censorship board for the UK. Uh, what do we think about that? Were you expecting higher or was it 15 out of what? 15 out of what? <laughs> um, I, I'm happy with 15. I think 15's like, it's probably enough to have loads of violence but it depends, it depends what's gory, in it. I don't it's like really gory stuff so maybe not too Is this going to be swearing in it? Or? Yeah, it's, I think the insight which is what they produce to give you an indication of what's going to be in it says so strong bloody violence and strong language. What was Deadpool? Uh, pretty much the same, 15. 15. Was it? Yeah, if it's yeah. that level of violence, I'm happy with that. Was it yeah. only a 15? Yeah. Oh. But then Suicide Squad was a 15, and that was tame as hell. So. It was, actually. But I think it's things like that, where it's like just explosions that never really happen in everyday life, that kids are like, wow, they fascinate about it. Yeah. So it can't, you know, you can give them something to imagine, mm. but when it's like psychological thrillers and drug use, things like that, that's obviously... Could could you know, be a reality? True. So yeah, that's true. There's always context taken into account of these things. I think. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you, uh, you guys, a question. So Obi and I saw Fences on Friday, and that was rated twelve. Mm. Um, but they used quite a lot of, well, strong language or you know the N word. Mm. Um, do you think that that's kind of appropriate for twelve year olds? 
that level of language? Is it is it like equivalent to fuck or is it kind of? I imagine twelve years are quite impressionable, so you could argue that you know if people watch a film and they hear like shit, bitch, fuck, whatever, stuff like that, getting as many swears as I can, um, <laughs> then they're more likely to go and use that in yeah. you know, everyday language in the playground and whatnot. So I don't know, maybe if they hear the N word, then again be more likely to yeah. use that in the everyday playground. I mean. It's not really a kid's film, though, is it? No, it's not really. Um, I think they'd just get bored, wouldn't they? Yeah, like, but the thing, you couldn't really make... You couldn't be like, oh, yeah, this film's a 15, because apart from that, like, using the N-word, there wasn't really any sort of thing to make you think this should be rated. Only 15 year olds should see this. But if a film contains four or five uses of fuck, it will be a 15. Really? Even if it's... So say, for example... What happened about Kick-Ass, though? Because wasn't there a big thing about that? Because she was only in however she old... She was like 10. She said, she said cunt. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, so there's there's obviously a, a kind of threshold where if you exceed the language, it will be... Mm-hmm. So you could have Finding Dory, mm. but if Finding Dory says fuck five times, <laughs> yeah. it will be a 15. Yeah. Whether, I mean, I guess they're trying to stop, you know, kids from being exposed to this sort of language, mm. but I mean, I don't know, I was just kind of curious because I guess that sort of language in fences is something that you don't want kids mm. to be using especially. Yeah. I was just thinking, like... I imagine, though, no, a child um, or a parent would be sensible enough to teach their children, even at that age, not to use certain words. <laughs> yeah. Whether, whether or not they actually obey those rules is a different, completely different story, but... Hmm. So we're all kind of happy with a 15 for Logan, hoping it's going to be uh, violent and sweary. Although you well, see... that's his character, isn't it? He's supposed to be this ill-tempered... Old man. Old man, mm. yeah. Old man Logan. But have you seen the... The latest trailer for it, where they've got like the violence in the Sorry. Yeah, with, with the girl. Yeah, because I've got I, you got Patrick Stewart as um, Professor Xavier. He's swearing in it. I'm like, why? It's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, it it's doesn't weird. doesn't like yeah, go with his character. I mean, suit. it does go with Logan or Wolverine, but well, it depends. How how much would you be swearing if your world had been completely turned upside down? That's what I'm assuming has happened. Like, there's no more mutants. And yeah. Lost. It's just yeah. out of his character, though, isn't it? Yeah, really. true. It is, because even, like, in the X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past, Wolverine does swear in it. Yeah, like, which one was the one they walked to the bar and he was like, fuck off? Or yeah, that was, the, that was X-Men First yeah, Class. So, funny. with his character, you can't think, oh, yeah, okay, it's... You know that that is within his character, but Professor X, like even Patrick Stewart, as as a as a maybe, as maybe an actor, Logan's been rubbing off on him. Maybe and it's just been stuck with him. Maybe, but it just kind of seems really odd. They kind of kind of gratuitous in that sense. Yeah. Well, it's in the trailer. It doesn't necessarily mean it be in the film. Oh yeah, it's very good point. Ooh, very good point. point. Yeah. Sorry. Ah. Any- I was going to ask. Sorry, keeping in within the film news. So there's rumours that um, Ben Affleck wants to drop out of. Uh, Justice League after, after sorry, wants to not be Batman after the Justice League films have finished. So who would you think? Who would you guys think you want to be? Well, to be I just, I'd I'd assume that if that was the case, then they would incorporate Robin somewhere, and then that Robin. But that doesn't really happen in the comics. But I mean, that's how yeah. they have to do it. I think if they want to extend this universe beyond Justice League Two or whatever it's going to be, mm. they need to have a consistent. Batman, you can't, yeah. you can't halfway through be like, oh hey, uh, Matt Damon, yeah. how you doing? You know, yeah. it's got to be. They've got to somehow change that. Over. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I mean, <laughs> I'm Jason Bourne as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm assuming at some point, like even in the Marvel universe, there's going to be a change of Iron Man or something. But they'll have. There's to... already been so um, Captain America. He played um, Torch for the Fantastic Four oh, yeah. Yeah. years ago. So That's true. there's already that crossover, and they've remade Fantastic Four anyway. So. Or they could just digitally recreate Ben Affleck. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. maybe like because some people I assume would speculate that it's based on his family life that he doesn't want to be part of it. Maybe. Sort of his family life. Isn't he? Well, according to this, uh, Jennifer Garner to divorce Ben Affleck. That was in February. So maybe that has some background onto as to why he doesn't want to focus on it. I don't know. Or maybe because of the backlash he got from playing Batman originally. Although mm. I thought he was probably the best part of. I think he did really Batman well. Batman versus Superman, yeah. Yeah. And I was one of the people who was down because I thought he was rubbish in um, Daredevil. Yeah, well, maybe because he's a massive film buff. Well, yeah, he's a film buff and he's a comic buff. Maybe he just doesn't want to see something ruined, really. Maybe he thinks. He doesn't seem the kind of guy to do lots of sequels. No. Yeah, like that's true. he does what's the film The Accountant and plenty of others that have recently come out with Ben Affleck he's, yeah. he's storming the cinema mm. what's he most recently done? there was Live By Night which I didn't get to see because The Accountant is the most recent one isn't it? but um, doesn't bode well for just uh, the DC Extended Universe no, does it? because they haven't released a film in 2018 I think a Batman film yeah I mean they haven't had particularly I mean they've had financial success with the films that they've released but yeah. critically and kind of you know, the response from the audience hasn't been great. I think people just watch them like we kind of do because they're comic book films and we kind of want to be able to talk to about get, them. They need to get Christopher Nolan back, basically. Yeah, <laughs> do we do? they could have um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin. Well, he, he was more than happy to do another film, wasn't he, Christopher Nolan? Mm. But he wanted... Um, what's his face? He did, who was Batman in the other one? Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale, so... Mm. And he just rejected that massive offer, didn't they? That he mm. got given... That'd be great if they did a full film. Yeah. Well, just amazing. leave it a four. Don't do a trilogy. Don't do six like Star Wars. Just leave it a four. <laughs> just, why not? Oh, that would be good, actually. Also, I think Mel Gibson, off the back of Hacksaw Ridge, is rumoured to be directing Suicide Squad 2, which yeah. I guess we've all seen Hacksaw Ridge, so I guess if it's as visceral and as kinetic as, as Hacksaw Ridge was, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be quite happy for that. What was Hacksaw Ridge for rating-wise? That was 15, was 15. Which I was actually quite surprised at because it was quite gory. That was very gory. What determined what what makes it higher than the fifteen? What is the what is the bracket making it higher than the fifteen? In general, or just in terms of what violence or I don't know. I, like I assume it's, I assume it's so collective. Drug use. I mean, there could be things. So frequent uses of the c word would push it. How frequent? I mean, it's kind of they base it on the context of the film. film? Right, okay. So uh, there's a. There's a film called Dom Hemingway with Jude Law, and he says it quite a lot, but he doesn't use it in an aggressive context. So it's like if we just use it like uh, you know casually, yeah. then it's not as impactful as if you if you direct it at a female or aggressively at someone, or using it in conjunction with violence or racist language, then that will probably push it up. Um, violence that, uh, and I, I don't work for the BBFC, so I'm just kind of going by what <laughs> what I think. So. Well, yeah, anyway. So if anyone from the BBFC wants to kind of uh, educate us on this, then please do. Or hire Glenn. Or hire all of us. Do it, do it. <laughs> but um, I think in terms of violence, I think it's if they sort of focus on pain and mm. if it kind of like a sadistic way. Um, so like blood is kind of all right, but if it's kind of like slicing someone slowly. And, <laughs> and then in terms of, I think, sex is if it's kind of 
unsimulated or if it's kind yeah. of fetishistic and things like that. See some tits. <laughs> and then drug use, I think, is if you see the preparation mm. of drug use because then it can be imitable. Mm. So but would uh, that make would that make Breaking Bad amazing? That's literally what in my head, man. That's literally <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> That's so I weird. think I think some episodes of Breaking Bad were eighteen. Oh, were they? Because yeah. I know that they were told to make it incorrectly during the break. Because like, that is not the way you make crystal yeah. meth, apparently. So. Oh, you just shattered my. But you got things <laughs> like so things like um, Train Spotting One and uh, Requiem for a Dream because they actually focus on like how you cook heroin. Actually, I don't know if that's right, but you know it's kind of not glamorizing it, but it could be imitated. Is Requiem for a Dream the one with Marlon Wayans in it? Yeah, I need to watch that. that apparently, he does really well on that. Requiem for a Dream is a great film, but it's really, really depressing. I'm not watching anymore. It's depressing films. Okay, no, I'm not watching. Yeah, one. I mean, now we're going to talk about the Oscars, but so many of those films are so fucking depressing. That's why they win the Oscars, isn't it? Cause that's the, people, the thing. People like, play the role really well, don't they? Oh. So that's. I think I don't know, like how they really play a controversial role. Role, you win, you win an Oscar. Yeah, like I don't know how they sort of decide who's nominated or which ones are going to be selected but they're all so depressing man like I want a happy film to win an Oscar like I want a comedy so we watched collectively we've watched Hidden Figures Fences Hacksaw Ridge Arrival Moonlight Moonlight, uh, La La Land and Manchester by the Sea Mm. and apart from La La Land. I don't think they go Batman's Oscar nominated, unfortunately. <laughs> what a shame. Oh, I don't know about you. Best might, animated you can, film. You can tell. Hidden Figures is. Is it happy? It's a happy ending. Okay. It's a bit muddly in the middle. So was it a struggle to get to the point in which? Oh. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Well, just as usual, there's probably oh, going to yeah, be spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. But um, please don't. Spo- I'm going to close my ears because I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. I'll try and be. I'll try and be vague. So basically, you can spoil it. I don't mind. No, I'll be, I'll be vague. I'll be vague. So like. It's the 60s, so obviously there's some civil rights, but not a lot of civil rights. Um, there's like protests and all that going on, so you can see stuff like that. And just like little things like um, different fountains for um, one says coloured, one says whites, different toilets. So one of the, I don't know if it's a trope or how, how I'd say it in the film, is that the main uh, actress in it, she gets like moved to a different building to work on like uh, the big project of them going up to space and whatnot, but then uh, she has to go to the toilet and there's no there's no coloured toilet there, so she has to like walk half a m- or run half a mile to the other building, go to the toilet, run half a mile back, come back to the toilet, and they keep saying like, why are you gone for forty minutes every day? And obviously she gets really upset about that because there's nowhere for her to go to the toilet, things like that, um, things like they wouldn't let they wouldn't drink from the same um, kettle full of coffee from her. Uh, there was a point where. Uh, one of the main characters went to a library with her sons and they were like, basically, like, you're not allowed here and they had to kick her out. So things like that, obviously, it's depressing. But there are some moments that kind of, like, show progress, mm. the progress of that time. So it does get better. And by the end, it's good by the yeah. end. And obviously, you see what all the, everything they've achieved at the end of it, so it's good. So that was, that was, that was the, by far the least depressing of the films, <laughs> of the films that... Uh, the Oscar-nominated films that I've watched, so that was good. Even La La Land, which is like this fluffy musical, like they didn't end, even end up together. I know, yeah. What uh, nonsense is that? Yeah, spoilers. But <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I really want them to get that. together, and I was just like, oh, this is such a downer. Get it? Can I wait? Can I? My was it like an open ending or like? No, it was definitively closed shut. They went together. She was she got married to some other dude, had a kid, 
And he was just, you know... So the whole film's thing. about this this musician and this budding actress and they meet a few times and then they become like romantic and you know they sing in the street and they dance and and they're like happy and then she moves to paris yeah. and and then right right at the end 5 of, years later then she's with some other dude i feel like she was a massive hypocrite in that film it really infuriated me like he she told him to go and do music he did music then he wanted to go on tour and she was like no don't go on tour yeah then he's like, oh, do your acting. She does her acting and then she goes off. Yeah. She does like exactly what she told him not to do. Yeah. That's what really annoyed me. And that's probably shows why they didn't end up together in the end. Because they both have very conflicting interests and... Well, not interests, but opinions of things and how mm. things should be done. So. I just gone thought, I've watched like an hour and a half or two hours of this film. And I don't even get the payoff that I wanted yeah. in terms of... It's you know quite... Um, I don't know what the word is, but... You know, as it last week we were talking about Scrubs and talking about the season eight finale and how they do the curtain ending. Yeah, film yeah. And all that. that kind of they kind of did the same thing in um in La La Land. So like when they were in the club and he starts playing the piano and then she yeah. just met, well I think they do like a scene where they play it out as if they were what would happen if they ended up together, and that was nice obviously. But then that was cut short. But <laughs> the yeah. that, it went back to reality and I was like whatever. So La La Land, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You did. Do you like it? No, I didn't. You didn't like it. Do you like it? I don't like musicals, but I did quite like La La Land. Okay, that's fair enough. Have you seen it, Ollie? I have not. I'll no. see it, yeah. So, what were your issues with La La Land? Let's my, focus on that now. My main issues were that <laughs> I was quite bored throughout the whole thing. It didn't. I agree. It didn't really. It didn't really grab me all that much. I'm not sure why, but it just didn't. I thought that the ho- like maybe like the first until they meet properly at that um, party pie everything up to there I thought was so boring I was so bored I didn't know what was going on and it was pissing me off I thought that the songs weren't very good they didn't really they, didn't, didn't, I, they, didn't, really, they didn't really catch no? my attention and I thought that the songs were very uh, I don't know I'm used to watching if I'm watching the music I'm used to watching shows where it kind of builds up to a moment where you know a song was coming but in Ireland literally the songs just came there was no like intro or there was no like leading into it they just the songs just happened and I was like this is weird. <laughs> I was literally like, I just like, this is weird. Like, so it's up for a lot of awards. You don't think it's going to win or you don't think it deserves to win? Oh, it's going to win plenty of awards. It's going to win plenty of awards. I don't think it should, but it will. <laughs> White <laughs> people singing, it's going to win awards. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit more later, actually, about whether we feel like film's going to deserve it. But Chris, I want to hear your thoughts on why you didn't like La La Land. Cause... Pretty much the exact same as what Obi just said. Mm. Okay. Honest, like, it didn't grab me at all. Mm. So you didn't get, you didn't, like... The, Such the, naysayers I'm surrounded by. Naysayers say nay. So do I, I, I love mate, musicals. I watch Glee. I love musicals. <laughs> but that was just, it was just, I don't know. It was boring. It was it, boring, it was, yeah. It, it boring. didn't engage me enough. Maybe because, I don't know, maybe if people really, really like romantic films, maybe that would gauge them a bit more. But then at, at the end, it's not really a happy ending. Exactly. That's what you, you want, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. You don't even get a pearl. Do you know what I did like? Probably the only thing I liked by Phil. I liked the music that he was playing when he went into the band with John Legend. So I found the songs actually quite catchy. Mm. Uh, the, I mean, the opening uh, set piece on the highway, I think we talked about this in episode one of the podcast. That was, I was watching this and I was like, yeah. fucking hell, this is going to be shit. Yeah, but yeah, even that, it was so like, it just happened. It wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like there's nothing building up to, literally the film started and they just got out of the car and started singing and I was like, <laughs> 
Do you know what? Next time there's a southern rail strike, I'm going to just stand yeah. up and be like, City of Stone. Yeah. Just like start a, a whole flash mob. And see if someone else does. A whole flash mob. That'll make the journey I to Clapham Junction a little bit easier. Yeah. But no, I think, because I, I really don't really like musicals, mm. um, but I, I find it quite catchy. The the motif it's like do 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 I liked um sorry to if I was if I was cutting you off then. But I liked you know he, he was playing piano and he kept playing that little like uh Motif. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's exactly what you were just saying, but I really I really liked his little riff or whatever. Yeah. And at the end when he like got to finish like his whole thing, I thought that was that was good. But yeah. So it has its merits, but mm. we're not impressed. No. So six point five out of ten. Six point. That's not too bad, actually. Awesome. I thought you were going to give it much lower. No. Uh, for a six. A six. Yeah. Okay. I think in terms of the context of musicals, I'd probably give it a seven and a half. Oh, in terms half. of the context of musicals, I'm giving it a four. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, one film that we've kind of spoken about a little bit, and I think we all have seen Hacksaw Ridge. Um, yeah. Kind of a. A return to form for Mel Gibson because I think he was ostracised a bit from uh, Hollywood mm. due to like comments he's made and mm. actions he's done. But um, he's back behind the behind the camera. Yeah. Although he did Apocalypto. That was that was years ago, man. I like that. Though. Is that a really yeah, messed up good. film? I think it's in <laughs> Mayan, like isn't it? I don't yeah, think I've seen anything Mel Gibson. That much you were like. Oh really? I would see the only thing the last Mel Gibson thing I saw was like Passion of Christ. <laughs> that was like that was, that was ages ago, wasn't it? That was like. 2003? Yeah. That was the last thing I saw of him, isn't it? I think. What do you think then? For Axel Ridge? Yeah. Loved it. I really did. Mm. Yeah. It was, um, I think Vince Vaughn was really great, actually. Yeah, as he kind of was. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, in Dodgeball, he, well, he never plays this, like, serious character, part. serious character with lots of emotion. Mm. So, Dodgeball, he's literally average Joe. That's yeah. his team. <laughs> yeah. So, it was nice to see him with yeah. the real Isn't passion. Isn't he quite serious in um, that one with Jennifer uh, Aniston, though? Not really. That's kind. Of, that's quite. I think that's a rom com, isn't it? I think Which yeah, one's it? Sorry. Um, the breakup. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I get what you mean, though. He's proper down to earth. Um, yeah. He was, was, he, he was. trying to be quite serious in yeah. True Lies. Um, True Detective. If either of it, any of you uh, have seen that, haven't seen series two of that. Is it good? Series two. Yeah, it's okay, but it's not as good as first. Mm. Okay, so we, I quite liked Vince Vaughn, but when you when he was delivering his lines, did you kind of? Laugh? Yeah, definitely. Looking at him and like, yeah. where's Ben Stiller coming? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. coming out. Or Harry um, Wilson or something like that. Because yeah. like, he was playing that um, kind of typical army general yeah. like you see in a lot of war films and he's like, go on maggot, you know, mm. like basically insulting them, which is in itself quite funny. Mm. So do you think, did you see his performance as serious or did you see it as, as he was the light relief? Was he like the comic character? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I agree. I think at points like you were just saying, that was the light relief mm. he had. But like he did play a proper serious role, and he was like telling the other guy to help out other yeah. people, and you could tell that in his acting that as what he was portraying that he wanted that guy to have a gun essentially and go to war because mm. he thought it was ridiculous otherwise. But mm. I think he played pretty good. Yeah, do you think it worked as a comedy actor playing that serious? in that serious role. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Are there any other, just a little tangent, any other comedy actors that you think have done really good dramatic work? Does Will Smith count? Uh, I guess because Will Smith started in... Um, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah, but the majority of his stuff he does now, it is typically serious, isn't it? It's sci-fi more, more, isn't it? 
I don't know, Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. Yeah, but that's not most of his stuff. I know, but I was going to name a few more. But oh, yeah, you are, you are, you are, you are <laughs> right, to be fair, it's predominantly sci-fi, isn't it? Okay, so, so Will Smith Legends. has kind of changed his... Um, what he's, he's, what he's typecast for, I guess. Mm. Um, anyone seen anything that Jim Carrey's done? Like, seriously. He's done Number 23 and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They're the ones that have come to my oh, head. I don't think that... Wasn't, wasn't that one uh, something about Phil or something? What was it? Uh, what, what was that one? Uh, Philip uh, Morris? Philip Morris. Wasn't that meant to be quite serious, but at the same time, funny? I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, well. I'm not really a fan of watching comedy actors who you know are got, they've got to be in comedy films and then trying to be, do a serious role because that kind of like if they're trying to do it as a career move like get into the serious acting then you always think of them as yeah. they're a comic actor and they can't really not that they can't do it but it doesn't really fit the bill but do you think it adds weight to their performance if you think oh like this like is a so like with Vince Vaughn you, think, you look at him you think oh it's going to be a funny performance and then he actually does some like, for want of a better word, proper acting, mm. and you're like, oh, actually, he's he's actually quite a good actor. Yeah, well, that was yeah. a big surprise, actually, and that's why... That's, I think you that was, more. Like, yeah, because it's versatility, isn't yeah. it? Because you've got someone like... When Tom Cruise did uh, Tropic Thunder, and he was comic, you know, because you, you kind of see... You kind of have this perception of him as an action hero and quite serious. But, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Tropic Thunder? Yeah, he's the, the fat guy, oh, Len... God. But um, I yes, think that is hilarious. Eternal Sunshine of the Mind is a brilliant film, and Jim Carrey's really good in that, and that's a dramatic performance. Um, James Franco, he can do some quite serious stuff. I've not seen a serious film in it. I know he did um, 127 Hours. Spider Man yeah. 3. <laughs> <laughs> and he also he was in one with Jonah Hill, which was called I think it was called True Story. Yeah. And oh, I've, seen, I've seen that. That was I was I really liked that. Film, actually, and they were yeah. both really like good mm. actors. Mm. Um and obviously Jonah Hill's been nominated for two Oscars, so he, he can't What's be he too been nominated in what film for? Yeah. Uh Wolf Wall Street, uh which really? I guess is kind of a comedy. Yeah. Uh, he nominated for an Oscar for that. He got nominated, yeah. For and what? Best Supporting Actor? Yeah. Really? And also Money I think it was Moneyball. What? Oh, that's mental. I know. No, not Moneyball, the fucking... He got nominated for Best Supporting Actor well, Wall Street. It got, got quite a lot of... Well, we're going to talk more about nominations in a sec, but let's go back to Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, sorry. I thought, and correct me if you disagree, it was such a a visceral performance. Uh, not performance, visceral, visceral film. Like, Explain visceral for me, please. Visceral was like violent and kind of hard-hitting. Okay. Um, kinetic, do you know kinetic? Like yeah, yeah. frantic and it really... Visceral, like you got violence, but visceral is kind of it kind of impacts you, and you mm. kind of not feel like it's happening to you, but it it's you can sort of feel it having an effect on you. Mm. Um, but what what do you think about the first half? Was kind of uh, like the lead up to the lead, him yeah, going away, establishing him as a character and his relationship, and then the sec is very much a film of two halves, isn't it? Like the second half is full on, you know. Saving Private Ryan action. Yeah. I um I think I kind of I don't know how to say it, but I kind of misjudged the film because like you say, it was a film of two halves. And I normally take films for like thirds, so obviously you've got the beginning, the middle, like the meat of the film, and then you've got the end. And so when the second half of the film was happening, like all the war bits, I thought that was the middle. So <laughs> so like and obviously that bit was really, really good. But it kind of just ended. He got carried off in that thing. In the uh, what's it called? And then just ended. And I was like, oh, it's finished. I was expecting like to be to be a bit more, you know, like conclusion. I don't know if I was the only no, one. No, no, I agree. I was the only one. Also, 
I must have missed this part, but did his brother? I'm assuming his brother died. His brother lived. His brother lived. His I, go- brother I, go- lived. I, go- I googled it. They didn't. I think they just kind of. He went off. Really say. The dad was really upset that he went off, and then that was it. Wasn't in it? the credits, you know, in the credits when they were showing uh, little clips of um, the actual people saying saying stuff. Yeah. His brother was in one. Of, his brother was in one of the clips. Uh, I can't remember what his name was though. Val. Was it Val? Or like I literally have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, it's good to know though, because I like. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, he did. I was thinking, I was thinking the same. I was thinking, are they going to show his brother? Or they showed him in the clip. Oh. But did so? It, did you feel it worked having the two kind of oh, very yeah. different tonal halves? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it did. I think they often overlook that in war movies because they're thinking like, oh, the only people, the only reason people, a lot of people might see these films is for not for the blood and gore, but for the action and mm. you know, Seven Private Ryan was obviously very emotional as well, mm. and it had really great acting in. But that like the action was it started off very chaotic, but yeah. it was. Um, it was like um, distributed throughout the film. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it was just like the lead up, and I think it is overlooked uh, there. Um, I was going to say, I was going to ask, did you like Andrew Guffey's performance as Desmond Doss? Do you think it was good? I quite liked it. Do you think it was worthy of Oscar nomination? I can see why hmm. he was Oscar nominated. I don't think he'll win. I you don't. But do you think he should have been nominated? I mean, he, should, he for the role he played, yeah. Whether he deserves to win? No, because I like it was good, but whether it was above, I don't know. It just didn't really seem to. I liked his accent. Yeah. Yeah. Really this might be being very very cynical, but do you think whoever played Desmond Doss would have been nominated because it was such a, a kind of heroic story? So there's, a, there's a good case for that, I think. Yeah. Because I think, and again, this is very cynical, a lot of Oscar-nominated films are about celebrating how great America is or American heroes or, you know, like, people who have gone through a lot. And I'm not saying that those... Eddie Redmayne theory of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously their stories deserve to be told, but I kind of feel like if you want to get an Oscar-nominated film, the prerequisite is to have, uh, like, a, a, a if another fairly good actor played that role whether they would have been I'm surprised they cast him actually because I, I, has, he hasn't done a lot beforehand has he? That, not that I know of because I know there's obviously loads of like f- for years Leo's been doing Leo DiCaprio's been doing these fantastic roles in great films but everyone's been saying oh he should get an Oscar for this for this he got one last year but you know Andrew Garfield's kind of just come out of the woodwork with this like great performance in a really good film um, so maybe he does deserve it, I don't know. Okay, so do we feel that Hacksaw Ridge deserves any Oscars? And if so, what for? I mean, I can tell yeah, you it's that it's... It's up for quite, it's up for so quite it's, a few. It's best nominated picture, it? for... These are the main ones it's nominated for. Okay. Best Picture, mm-hmm. uh, Best Actor, Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. and... I thought it was up for Best Director, but I don't think it is. Oh, it is up for Best Director. Best director. So they're the main ones. It's probably up for like others, maybe like editing or... Best Director might win, actually, because mm. that was pretty good. But then what's it up against? Who are the other Best Directors? Okay, so Best Directing, you've got Arrival, La La Land, mm. Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Oh, I think Moonlight, See, Moonlight I think might win it. Moonlight? Yeah. Okay, well, we can talk a bit about Moonlight later. I haven't but, seen um... it, but the whole... I feel like that... Because of the way you were talking about it, it seems like it could have been directed quite well. Yeah. La La Land might even win. I don't like it, but I th- it's been claimed quite well, hasn't it? So. Having seen all of those films, I I think, in terms of directing, 
Hacksaw Ridge was the best. And I would hope that that, does, that that wins it. But I do feel like La La Land might sweep uh, sweep the board undeservedly. I'm just going to say quickly about um, Desmond Doss. Uh, well done to him for managing to suppress his <laughs> psychopath side because he was at the beginning of the film. He hit his brother in the head of a brick and he nearly yeah. killed him. I was thinking like, what kind of monster like you're play fighting with your brother and you think oh there's a brick on the floor <laughs> yeah but his dad was an abusive alcoholic so that means you should hit your brother in the head with a brick but he's no, but up. his dad was like you know I'm going to beat whoever is the winner or whoever is the loser so he, he, he was doing whatever he, killed, he was killed his brother he, got, he felt pretty shit afterwards didn't he so he should have if you've, if you've grown up in a family of violence and maybe that you know predetermined nah, I'm loving it. but I think that maybe that made him think oh I don't want to Oh, that, that's no, yeah, that is, but yeah. that's that's the main thing of the film. Is think I nearly killed my brother. I'm not gonna do be violent ever again. I'm like that's fine. But in the first instance, the boy is a the boy was a fucking psychopath. You know what I'm saying <laughs> because I wouldn't reach for a brick, man. That's nuts. In the film, especially the second half during the war bits, what are your opinions on the fact that they spend no time at all focusing on the the enemy? That the Japanese people. Are literally just there to be slaughtered. There are no, there's no Japanese character that you can empathise with mm. or that you can relate to. They don't do anything. You know, they're not humanised in the mm. film. Is that a, is that a negative or is that kind of just the fact that it's war, all about the American soldiers and maybe, you know, do you need that balance or? I don't really think. Well, it was celebrating his story, wasn't it? Really, yeah. so you can never really include a story from the other other mm. side. I mean, it's always good to round it off, but. As Hollywood love uh, good American yeah. film. Patriotism. Now we got Patriots Day with Mark Wahlberg yeah. coming out in a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. I think the war itself was like Desmond Doss's story was the primary story. The war was secondary, so like it was just kind of it was just kind of happening in the background. So they didn't really pay much attention to the Japanese thing. I didn't watch the film thinking, oh, they should focus more on Japanese. So me personally, it didn't bother me that they didn't focus on them. Like they were there for the slaughter. I think also if you make the Japanese it also almost inhuman in the whole thing like they're just coming at you for the war it also enhances Andrew Garfield's role in it because he's just going in no no care in the world mm. besides trying to save all these people mm. so maybe it enhances his role in it and That's true. makes it so that what he's doing seems more significant well it is significant but like almost more significant because he's just going in there and he could just be killed at any moment because they don't care he dropped to save a few Japanese people as well mm. didn't he, he did, I think he yeah. did yeah oh he did yeah he did yeah, I thought that was quite a nice moment. Mm. But and they so, conveniently all died, yeah. I think. <laughs> in terms of the film ending with uh, interview footage of him and pictures, when that happens in films, because that also happened with Lion... Um, and Hidden Figures. Oh, does it? Yeah. And didn't it happen in Fighter as well? The one with... Um, who plays Batman in Christian Nolan's film? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Bale the, he played Fighter, isn't it? In Fighter? Yeah. yeah. Didn't that happen in the end of that as well? Probably. And pretty much a lot of films that have, like, based on a true story, they kind of, they, like, validate it through having this, mm. these pictures or images. Yeah. Do, you, do we need that? I like it. You yeah. like it? I like, I, like, it. I like it. It gives you a sense of who they actually are. Yeah. Although yeah. what really bugged me was uh, the pictures of him, um, and he had this great moustache, but Andrew Garfield did not have a <laughs> moustache <laughs> in his role. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually quite like that, because yeah. it actually, you can watch a film and you think, Okay, you know, it might be based on a true story, but maybe in the fact that 
there was a guy called Chris, right? So it's like mm. that's the true part of it. But I guess it does it does validate it. And I, I personally quite like and kind of want that validation because yeah, otherwise you just sort of you know, things like Amsville Horror based on a true story. It's like well how much of that was based on a true story, like show me some evidence. Mm. Um I think film films get a little bit of criticism for that. Um but I actually kind of respect it and it kind of especially with Lion, like when so to spoil the ending of Lion, um you see the real uh, Saru meet his real mum because the whole story is about he he's lost his family and he he tries to find them and then you do that moment was recorded um, and it kind of really hits home it's like shit you're actually watching such a poignant moment and then like even the actors then go and meet them and it's kind of wow this is like an actual this actually happened it kind yeah. of makes the whole film more. Uh, empathetic and emotive so mm. I, I quite like that mm. but uh me too it's quite it's quite a yeah emotionally draining yeah. watching oscar films also yeah. sorry i thought it was the sickest shot of that film like right at the end where um he slaps they throw like two grenades he slaps one away <laughs> and then did some scorpion kick on the other oh, one yeah. i thought that was sick like the way they did it like slow motion as well that was nuts yeah well, well done to whoever decided to do that shot. Was it was it Giroud esque? It was. <laughs> so other depressing Oscar nominated films. Actually, any Oscar nominated films pretty much depressing. Mm. I don't know if you've seen Manchester by the Sea. I haven't. It's meant to be quite good though, isn't it? It was good, but after the end of it, I was like, oh my god, I'm so unhappy. <laughs> like literally, the film. It's just one bad thing after another, and I I don't think that was based on a true story, and thank God for that because mm. it's, you know, I think Oscar depressing films get Oscar nominated because obviously the actors have to do like really deep performances, mm. but, but I just kind of want like a a, a Lego Batman or a <laughs> a Hangover or something that makes you laugh to yeah. just be nominated because you know you get like oh I'm gonna watch the Oscar nominated films and you just. By the end of February, you're like, oh, life shit. Mm. I agree. <laughs> I agree that's what sometimes I just want to be happy. Well, yeah. most well of that's time, the most film late, later happy. coming out this year. All the happier films are True. coming out later. But do you not think that, like, films that are entertaining in a comic or a like a happy sense? Do you feel like some of those deserve Oscar nominations? I don't know because you can't. You can rewatch them over and over. Whereas mm. if you like you're saying about Manchester by the Sea, you're not selling it to me. I don't want to go and see it. Yeah. And if I ever did, it's, I well, I can't. I haven't seen it yet, but it doesn't sound like the film that I'm going to want to watch over and over. Whereas an entertainment film like the Dark Knight trilogy or whatever film it is, um, entertainment wise, I could watch that film over and over. Yeah. It's on telly or. So if a film is entertaining and rewatchable, it. Should I think do. that's its award, isn't it? Because people will always watch it and think about it or talk about it, whereas you don't really talk about these Oscar-nominated films so much, I guess. Yeah, so is, is the, are the Oscars kind of used for marketing or to get these like smaller films that no one would, you know, a few people would see? It's kind of like recognition to the people they're, mm. they're um, portraying in the film. So, um, but also, you know, for the directing and for the best picture and things like that. But I'm sure there's plenty of other films that we can think of that might deserve a, an award. Mm. But because we'll, the film we'll, it's like it on DVD, so you got like best picture. Surely, obviously, best is quite a subjective term. But if a film is the most entertaining, 
and I guess a, a barometer of that is how much money it makes because yeah. if people go and see it and pay lots of money then I guess they're entertained or at least the marketing's worked but so I feel like we all apart from you Ollie agreed that Captain America Civil War was our favourite <laughs> film of 2016 yeah. and whilst we have a bias because we are fans of superhero films that was you know if that was for a lot of people the best film of 2016 why is it not nominated yeah. I mean Deadpool was nominated for a Golden Globe do you think they should get a best picture though Civil why? War that was just CGI that doesn't count but why why does, CG, why does having CGI mean it's not shouldn't be uh, thought of as a best film what again we can debate all day what best means mm. but you know just because it's uh, entertaining and I mean obviously these Oscar nominated films are entertaining but in terms of you know fun and action packed should that basically mean it shouldn't be considered for me it would be which one I enjoyed watching the most basically and which one I thought I'd come out thinking that was really, really, really good. Like, I think if a film, if I watch a film and I wouldn't, it's a film that I wouldn't watch more than once, then that's a film for me that c- couldn't be nominated as best, um, best picture or whatever. Okay. I feel like they need, they need, I feel like they should be rewatchable. Like Fences, I could watch Fences again. Because I just think that's a really good film. Obviously some people disagree, but... Okay, well, let's talk about Fences, because oh, that's, yes. that's up for quite a few as well. Uh, best Picture, Best Actor for Denzel Washington, and Best Supporting Actress for Viola Davis, amongst mm. others. Um, Obi, you and I went to see it. We did. Um, what did you think of it? I loved it, personally. Um, it's a film that I'll definitely go to see again. I thought the acting, like, pretty much, there wasn't any weak actors in that whole thing, I think. I think I went into it not knowing what it was going to be about, even though I'd watched the trailer like three or four times, which I think was quite good because it doesn't give away, it didn't give away the story. And it was basically just about some, like a man trying to like living his life basically in the sixties. I think I don't know what's wrong with me, but I feel like I quite in, maybe because I'm black, but I quite enjoy watching um, people who go through a struggle. Does that make sense? Um, so like in the fifties, sixties, forties, whatever. whatever whatever years um, it was. And the whole thing just seemed, I said to you after we watched it, um, it just seemed like it was a really, it was just a long play. Like, it was just a lot of, so, lot, lots and lots and lots and lots of dialogue. And I really, I just think... Is that to its advantage? As a piece of cinema, is I the fact so. that it's lo- very like a play a, a positive to you? I think so. I okay. Just, I, I enjoyed the, the dialogue. I thought it was just, it was like doing like really long monologues. Everyone yeah. did really long monologues and I thought it was quite good. See... It was a play, wasn't it, based on August Wilson's play, which mm. pretty much all... Maybe I would have appreciated it more as a play, had I mm. seen it as a yeah. play. But... I think I agree with that, to be fair. I think if I'd watched it as a play, I think I, if I watched it in a theatre... I like, I, I like it anyway, but if I watched it in a theatre, I'd prefer watching it in a theatre than I would watch yeah. it in a cinema. Because I feel like in, in a cinema or... Um, yeah, as a piece of film, maybe we're just conditioned to that now, but you kind of... You don't want an actor to speak for like five minutes with the camera just lingering on him yeah. and I mean the director did well actually Denzel, Denzel was the director Denzel yeah, yeah. <laughs> he um he did move it about a bit was circling um but I kind of did feel like it, it was very like individual set pieces like you would in a play and I kind of thought well, you mm. just want move into a different setting or have ha- break up the the monologues a bit mm. um but I did I felt the performances 
brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington, I think he should win Best Actor. I think he's, um, so he's always fantastic in he's films. Really like. good. He's yeah. always he's so, so, good. so good. And what's the lady's name as well? Viola Davis. She was amazing. She was yeah. incredible. And the part in the uh, that's featured in the trailer quite a lot where she says that. I've been standing with you for 18 years. Yeah. That sent shivers down my spine. Yeah. I was like, snot nose and all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, you've really yeah, committed got, to this part. Got. But um, well, hopefully she wins it. And even the guy who plays Gabe. They missed a the trick, not, not nominated for him for best, like a best supporting actor. I think yeah. he was so good. Yeah, you know, he was, he was, he was good. What's the guy got to yeah. do to get best supporting actor? He proper, like, like, even from his first scene, he literally it broke, like, proper broke my heart because, oh, it was just, it was just so sad. And, like uh, what's his face? Troy was trying to get him to come into the house and stuff like that. And he's talking about um, keeping away the devil and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is so heartbreaking. Mm. But yeah, I thought I thought he was <clears throat> so good in every every scene that he was in. Yeah, he gen- generally, because I said to you, I was like, does he actually have mental health problems? Yeah. And we found out he wasn't. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ! I he's Baba from Forrest. That's Gump. that's the kind of thing like when actors can portray that role mm. and do it so well, where you're like in that kind of disbelief that they're not yeah. in yeah. that role. That's that's phenomenal, and mm. that's you're right. Maybe maybe he should have been There's, nominated. Looking looking through the other best supporting actors, you've got Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. His performance in that was really good. Dev Patel, Lion. Mm. Dev Patel is the main character of that. <laughs> I don't understand why he's <laughs> best supporting actor. Probably couldn't fit him in as best actor. Yeah, I kind of think maybe they thought he had a better chance yeah. of winning an Oscar, Oscar if he wasn't That's up against. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I know. I, know. I don't. I, I think these the Oscars are flawed. But um, anyway, uh, you've got Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea. That's a good performance from him. Jeff Bridges, Hello High Water. Obi, you've seen that. I don't know. Oh, um, you know he was really good. Yeah, no, Jeff Bridges was the old man who played the prince. He was really good, actually. He was a bit of a dick. But, um, so was Denzel Washington. Yeah, that's true. Troy Maxim's a prick. Yeah, he was such a dick. I'll say, yeah, I'm going to move on from Jeff Bridges, but even though his performance was actually really good, I don't think he should win an Oscar. Though. But I, the reason the reason I liked Troy Maxim's character was because, like, my dad's never going to listen to this, so my dad's a bit of a dick as well, <laughs> or he can be, <laughs> or he can be at times. So I appreciated, I always appreciated where yeah. he was coming from, and sort of like the things like uh, you have to keep your job. To, to Corey, you have to keep your job, you have to stay in school. Um, there's no point in chasing after this dream because the white man won't let you uh, become a football star. You have to learn a trade, be good at a trade because no one can take your trade away from you. I understood that and I got where it was coming from, but it was the way it was the way he delivered it and the fact that he never seemed sorry for anything that he yeah. did made him seem like a dick. He never really redeemed himself. Yeah. But the principles that he was trying to teach his son, I, I completely understood. I just think... As a, and it, this is one of the things I did like about the film is because I hated Denzel Washington's character mm. I thought he was a selfish he was a liar mm. um, but then the fact that I got so invested in his performance kind of makes me think actually I did really like it but and were, uh, you, were you sad when he died? no I, no, I, I wanted him to die I was Fair like enough. you deserve to Chris, die Chris sad when he died? I think I was a little bit mm. because like you kind of feel like that relationship that they had was almost it was really upsetting that they mm. weren't closer and like they, they didn't yeah, mm. and it's like they didn't really connect with each other well enough, and it's like, mm. I mean, one scene that really infuriated me was the scene where they're going up the stairs. Oh no, he's trying to go up the stairs, and he hasn't said excuse me, and he's like, yeah. "Well, you say excuse me before you come into and my house." And he wouldn't say excuse yeah. me. And Wait, I, what, what were you getting annoyed at? I was getting annoyed that he wouldn't say excuse me. Thank but you. But at the same time, <laughs> I like I didn't sit, like I saw that he was angry, yeah. and like maybe his dad should have been like, just say excuse me and just pester him to say say excuse but me thing. but he should have said excuse me it's like but the thing was 
when um Den's, what's his character Den, Troy. Troy when Troy is saying well no it's my house you've got to say excuse me I feel like I was getting infuriated because that point wasn't the right point he should have just been like you've got to have manners yeah. yeah that's yeah. the point that he should have been honing in on but like obviously like he was he was he a drunk would we say he was no, a he, drunk no well, he hadn't drunk once a week okay so I think he, just, he was drunk on he, that day yeah he was he, it was like infuriating from both points because you're like just say excuse me. Just just get in that house. Yeah. Just say excuse me, and then at the same time, just say you've got to say excuse me because yeah. just bring in another point. Don't don't be like it's my house because yeah. that's yeah. the sort of thing that my dad would do. And I would literally, even if I was angry at him, I would literally just say excuse me just to get it over and done with. So yeah. Out of the way. Obviously, for the pro- for the progression of that scene, they kind of had to have them clash and him not him stand his ground so that they yeah. so that they argued and fought and whatnot. I wasn't sure whether he would win that fight as well. Who Denzel was. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if he was going to win. I, I genuinely thought um, Corey was going to smack him in the head with a baseball bat and kill him. Yeah. I thought that was how it was going to end. Maybe he needs to get Andrew Garfield with that brick and just yeah, brick yeah. him. <laughs> I did want a moment of reconciliation though. So did I. I really want to. Is it really... almost the ending almost like that? Because he, yeah. found, he figures out that his dad really did like, well, did like him as a son and he does really like his yeah. dad because he cries for his dad. So is yeah. that not Yeah, the almost... bit where they, were, where they were doing the song, the song that yeah. was really sad. Yeah, that's really what I mean, sad. yeah. And then the bit with the, we've, oh, do you know what <laughs> Glenn was saying to me? Um, he's gonna he, he hopes the film makes me cry so we can talk about it in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna cry in front of you. Yeah. When Gamer <laughs> did the trumpet thing, yeah, and he was like, they were like, oh, just stop, and he was like, no, 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 and he kept doing it, and then the, he did it, and then the clouds opened up, and I, I literally that nearly got me. I nearly, I nearly, I nearly, <laughs> went, I nearly went in that in that moment. I was like, that is well. To to go back to the 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 final nomination for actor and supporting role. Mahershala Ali from Moonlight, which we, Ollie and Obi watched yesterday, he was in it for 15 yeah, minutes. He wasn't in it enough to be. And obviously, you can deliver a good performance in that amount of time because uh, Anthony Hopkins won uh, Best Actor for Science of the Lambs uh, and he was in it for like nine minutes. Mm. But I was watching, I, can't, I don't like pronouncing his name because I don't do it very well, but. Um, Mr. Ali. Mr. Ali's performance. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't above and beyond. No. Like I kind of thought, oh, this is Remy from House of Cards, yeah. or this is Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. It was. It wasn't like he. He. I don't think his role he had enough to do to no. warrant a, a best actor or best supporting actor. Should have kept him alive a bit longer. I think. Yeah, but you think he delivers a, a, an average performance in fifteen minutes. The guy who plays Gabe in Fences delivers. A heartbreaking performance over two and a half hours, mm. and he doesn't get recognised. Mm. I don't understand how that works. I don't know if you're you're rewarded for just a single performance though. So Denzel Washington has already won an Oscar, and he is nominated for this. But like Leo only won last year, and it's not necessarily for that one performance because people were like, oh, he should have won it for mm. Wolf of Wall Street, and mm. I think it's for the um, accumulation. Films. Yeah, like the the impact that you've had. Mm. Okay, but so you're recognised for everything that you've done. But then previously. does Mahasha Ali, who's as far as I'm aware not been in many full like proper films. He's he's done a few TV things, but does that we're all you know does he deserve to? I was gonna say, um, he's in Hidden Figures, so because that film's like being critically acclaimed and praised and everything like. That, do you think that's maybe part of the reason why? So he's in two films that have both been really well praised nominated for mm. do you think maybe that's, that might play a part in it potentially but then I think um, uh, what's her name Amy Adams mm. she was in Nocturnal Animals which is up for a few Oscars Arrival which is up for a few Oscars mm. 
And to be fair, her performance in both of those was brilliant. Mm. She's not nominated for either. And I've heard... Oscar said black. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard um, people talk on like, other podcasts and in the news that they... I think one theory is that she didn't get nominated because she was in both films and they couldn't decide which one to, oh. to put her in. Okay. Well, that, that takes kind of piss, isn't it? Oh, yeah. like, you were so one? good in these films, <laughs> we can't films. choose. At least stop avoid and choose one, don't yeah, you? Do you know what I mean? And now, like, potentially, you know, obviously this is just speculation, but if Marsha Ali's been nominated for a combined total of, I don't yeah. know how long he's in figures for, but, yeah. you know, based on he that... He won't win. Is um, it, either will, he won't win Best Supporting Actor. I don't think he will anyway. Is it almost... Could it be said it's sexism, almost? How many women are nominated for the big? Awards? Well, they've got they've got they got separate categories for men and women, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Should they have separate categories for men and women? Should there be an overall? Yeah, because if there, well, if I, I think if there was only one award, and it turns out, let's say a, ma- a male or even a female wins best supporting actor slash actress, be three or four yeah, years in a row, exactly. true, someone's yeah, going to get yeah. someone's getting angry. Yeah, I think play. also a lot of um, a lot of films tend to focus on male protagonists that's true mm. so that would therefore make you know there probably would be more yeah um, and, and you'd probably then end up having to have half and half for equal representation I think I think it kind of works yeah but fair enough no it's just yeah. a, but just we haven't really spoken much about the uh, best actress nominations so we've got Viola Davis Fences Naomi Harris Moonlight Nicole Kidman mm. Lion Octavia Spencer Hidden Figures and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. I feel like there's a there's only five or six films that are getting nominated for all these. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's very true. And they've only how when's your what the what time what time is the Oscars based on? Like, what's the time period? I think it's February, February. Mm. I think so. This last month or two, where all these films have essentially come out. Yeah, you release the films if you want them. To yeah, they go have up to. Oh, Oscar. really? Well, there, that's, a, yeah, that's why you wouldn't see a summer film. Yeah. Is there another awards thing earlier on in the year to give them awards? Or There's other awards. There's quite a few other awards. No, but I mean, like, in the summertime, because then them films are less likely to be nominated for the the Oscars. Is there another awards ceremony earlier in the year to for them films to be nominated? I don't know if there are. Golden Globes? When's that? Golden Globes is a couple of weeks before the Oscars. Oh, shame. Okay. I think... <laughs> so depends what films come out later in the year. Yeah, 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 true, what, true. What do you think, like, if there's a film that comes out um, that you think is worth... Best picture. Or well, best Zoot- Zootopia or Zootropolis is nominated for best ad- animated film, mm-hmm. and that came out in the summer. Yeah. But there is a time it has to has to be shown in a cinema in Los Angeles between. Oh, this right. time oh okay. And this time. There is. All oh, right. So. It's, oh, so it's but they do yeah. tend to come out just before, and I think maybe that kind of biases it because obviously that's the most recent in the memory, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know, you think all of these films came out in the UK at least in the last month or two, mm. um, but I mean. Collectively, we've seen all of the films that the best actresses are up for. Mm. Um, Obi, what do you think about Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures and uh, Viola Davis and Naomi Harris? Um, Octavia Spencer, I thought she was really good. I don't know if... I don't think she should win the award, but she was really good. She played a, a very confident, strong, like dominant female character um, who like wouldn't say... Uh, who wouldn't say no for no for an answer? There's a scene, you know, I was saying about um, she was the person who took her two sons to the library, and she was looking for a book, and they said, um, "You can't 
basically they kicked they kicked him out. So, so she just stole the book and started. And started. Okay. But yeah, she was on the bus. She was re- she was reading it to her boys. I was like, that's that's nice. But yeah, her character was really good. Um, she achieved a lot. I'm not I'm trying not to give away anything. She's a really really smart woman. Um, oh, there's really nice. Mo- oh, I don't know if I should give it away or not. There's a really nice moment, basically, where it seems that she gains the respect of someone uh, who you think throughout the film it looks down on her. I suppose. Okay. And I think I know it's a really quite redeeming moment for her character, and like I, when you're watching it as well, I, I really liked it. So yeah, she was good. Viola Davis. Um, the only thing I'd seen her in was before this was um, How to Get Over a Murder. Suicide Squad. Oh shit! Yeah, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Mm. That film's rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, How to Get Over a Murder, and she plays a completely different character to what she plays in Fences, and. Like just seeing how she well she does how to go and murder and how well she does fences, it just confirms me that she's a brilliant actress. Mm. Um, I would like probably like her to win it, just for the 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 bit we were talking about with I was standing right there with you. That yeah. bit, that bit alone was just so gripping. So, and even her, she was, I suppose people women in that time were probably looked on as subservient, uh, subordinate to the man, but obviously. She was kind of, but then there was a point where she stood up for herself, and I was quite proud of her character for doing that. So I was quite, um, I don't know what the word is. Moved? Moved, thank you, Chris. Very moved by the performance. I thought it was really good, and I hope she wins. Okay. And Naomi Harris, sorry. Um, am I hogging this one? No, go, 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 go. <laughs> sorry. Naomi Harris, um, she's actually English, so I think her American accent is really, really good. Um, I really liked it. Uh, I'm not sure if. I think they should have given her more um, crack fueled scenes or drug mm. addict fueled scenes because they only really gave her one, the bit where she was um, begging her son for, for money. They only really gave her one. I reckon they could, maybe could have given her a couple more to kind of like, you know, proper sink it in that yeah. she was like hooked on this stuff. But for the for what they showed us and what she had to do, I thought she was she was quite good. You? Yeah, I, I want Viola Davis to win. I mm. think she deserves it. I've, been lucky enough to see all of those films apart from Hidden Figures. Mm. Michelle Williams, Manchester by Sea, brilliant performance. Um, she plays this like uh, a mother. So her and Casey Affleck, um, they're 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 married in flashbacks from Manchester by the Sea. It's about Casey Affleck's character. His brother dies, and he becomes guardian of his nephew. Mm. Um, and then you is anyone going to see it? I don't want to spoil no. it. Okay, so spoilers, but. It turns you 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 learn because Casey Affleck's like a really quiet and reserved guy. You learn that um, he was drunk one night, uh, put the fire on in his house, uh, and then left to get some more beer. And he didn't put the fire gate on, and his house burned down with his three young children in it. Oh no! And um, they the firefighters managed to pull out Michelle Williams, and it's like their marriage broke down because of that. Mm. And then like later on. Um, in I guess what would be the present, um, she bumps into Casey Affleck and she's remarried and pregnant mm. and he can't handle that because mm. obviously he's lost his whole family and then she says, I still love you and, and then that that scene was really great but her performance was good. Um, nothing compared to Viola Davis. Nicole Kidman in Lion, I kind of feel like she was only nominated because of her previous mm. nominations as well. Mm. I was thinking... Her performance was good. She cried a bit, but yeah. I wasn't like, wow, this performance has really affected me. Um, and I guess I 
I kind of feel like I think in Meryl is it Meryl Streep she's up for best actress and I kind of feel like that's just because she gets nominated every looks, time she's, she's in a film like, is Emma Stone not up for best actress yeah no, Emma Stone is uh, I don't want her to win that I don't really know who's going to win best actress what do you guys think about the who do you think about the Viola Davis and Naomi Harris for you um, so Naomi Harris in Moonlight yeah that was um, is that what you were talking about earlier yeah for the yeah see her like cracked up mm. yeah that um, that reminded me of The Wire if yeah any of you have seen that Absolutely. but it was yeah it's it's, um, it's pretty it's really shocking thing to see you know um, that kid in that position but mm. um, her playing that is good but again it's a really short role actually mm. it is very it is. very brief she doesn't get many too many scenes but then her no. performance in my opinion in that short space of time was better than Ma- Mr. Ali's Mahash that's true Mahashala that's a fair point that's a fair point uh, sorry, Mahashala, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so look, they're probably on screen for a similar amount of time, and he he's is very kind of flat, and not flat as in bad, but as in like consistent. It's just he, he his range is kind of the same. Whereas Naomi Harris goes from crack addict to grieving mother mm. to you know. So do you feel like she's she's in with a shout? I guess. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Chris, what do you think about? Well, after you, after you say, because we haven't actually talked about what we thought about Moonlight, so if we come back to that afterwards. But yeah, go on, Chris. What were you, do you yeah, think? was it Viola, Viola Davis? Davis? Yeah, yeah, no, she she was fantastic in that. She really hit home, really, on like all the aspects of what she was trying to portray, mm. like how much she loved her husband at the same time, like how disgusted she was with her husband, mm. but then at the same time she was willing to keep living mm. what they'd done as long as there was boundaries. and Almost she enhanced the fact that they'll... Because he was saying, why does she want a fence around the garden? Mm. And almost, it's almost as if she knew something was happening yeah. underlyingly, and that's why she wanted the fence to enclose him in. Mm. And it's kind of almost like almost redemption for him. You, to just, made, make, you just made it click in my head. Yeah, Sorry. almost. <laughs> it's almost redemption for him why he's made the fence to show that he was yeah. willing yeah. to carry on. Yeah. And again, like when she when he had the baby in his arms and. And she was like, I'll look after her, but there's no man in our life. Kind yeah, of thing. I, like, I love that line. That she she got it spot on every time. And yeah, she if she doesn't win it, it's madness, I yeah. think. But then I can only go based on what I've seen, and that's, that's the true. only film I've seen. But yeah. from what you guys have said as well, she she really did it. She, she did it. Yeah. I kind of just want to touch a bit on what you said about um, when, what's his name? Bono? Bono and yeah. Troy are talking, and he's like, oh, you know, you should stop seeing this other woman because yeah. it's going to come out. Um, two seconds later, he goes and admits it to yeah. her. And I was at that. I thought that that was very play-like because you would, I f- imagine you would have that scene and then it would cut to like, you know, the stage would change and he'd then confront or yeah. admit to her. I kind of feel like in a film, you would have more of a, gap yeah. between that there would be some time that elapses yeah. I think that happens a couple of times I can't think of any other examples but where it's like oh you should definitely start building this fence and it's like okay build the fence you yeah. know it's like I, I didn't feel that was natural mm. I thought that was really well this is it isn't it because there was like almost a progression throughout the whole film of how there was meant to be a fence there was going to be a fence what was the reason for the fence yeah. and then almost in that scene with uh, is it Bono did you say his yeah. name is Bono, yeah. Yeah, Bono hints at it several times in the film or maybe twice in the film yeah. that something is going on and he's trying to, he knows deep down what's going on and he's trying to hint it and then yeah. almost I feel like it came too late in the film 
to like identify that that was actually something that was really happening because yeah, he exactly. thought, cause he always pushed it away didn't he he was like no nothing's happening nothing's happening mm. and it's like you said like it was I feel like it's too late in the film because the film's quite long anyway it's it like two hours and a bit and a half, yeah, yeah. so like so late in the film so then almost that play like that play like rotation had to come in because mm. otherwise the film would have gone on for another 30 minutes I think yeah it did kind of come out of I mean obviously like you said it, it was alluded to but it did kind of come out of nowhere I feel like in a film I think it came out of nowhere as well yeah. in a film you'd have him you'd probably see a scene with him cheating on yeah. Violet Davis yeah. or it'd be hinted at more spoken about but it just kind of was like Oh yeah, we need to get in the fact that yeah. that he's cheating. Did you get before he said it? Before Bono said it, did you, did you get any inkling that he was cheating on her? No, I didn't. Not at all. I, it's only when the first time he mentioned it about seeing the woman like, at the bar. Yeah. That that kind of in, no that all that implied was that he was flirting. Yeah. That wasn't implying yeah. anything. But then, the film itself. What was the duration of that film in times of? Time in their in their world. How long was that? That's true. I think it's only a, it was only a few weeks. Yeah, it was a few weeks. Oh no, it's fair. It's well, no, no. Besides the very end, which was like several years later. Yeah, yeah. they added a bit like as he was making the fence. That was like six months. Yeah. Oh yeah. After after, 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 yeah, after yeah. bar then two yeah, scenes. I think, it was like, I think it was probably like three weeks. Yeah. So, it's escalated quickly, didn't it? Because it wasn't even a case of like Viola Davis being like, oh. Where have you been tonight? Yeah. Or, you know, it was just anything like that. Literally, I had no... But then there was like the natural routine, wasn't it? That he would finish on Fridays, he would get a drink with his mates. And that's mm. the... that's yeah. the. But then again... But that wasn't established But then again, it, it could, you, could, you could go back around and say, well, she did know something was wrong because that's why she wanted the fence. And he even said... But I, I think mean, Bono said, said yeah. she's making a fence... To keep you in. To keep you in. Yeah, yeah true. And maybe, maybe, that's, that, maybe that's to him jumping to a conclusion to try and hint to Denzel to just stay... But then at the same time, maybe that was the reason why she did it. Like, there's always these points that we can pick up on later on, isn't there? Mm. I didn't realise this film was actually about someone making a fence. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you can just make any film around <laughs> any sort of topic. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. I was gonna really say, good film. I was going to say, did, did you think the title was right for the film? Yeah, because it, yes. yeah. it was literal and figurative. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Moonlight. Moonlight. Woo, yeah. What do you think, Colin? Yeah, it was alright. Um, it, so it was following um, the story of a uh, young boy who was homosexual, but he got bullied for it um, growing up in the hood in Ma- uh, Miami. Um, and yeah, so we were talking about his mum being a drug addict, mm. and um, I thought it was it was good. What I liked about it was that you didn't see a lot of camera angles from his point of view, but we were seeing his reaction to things mm. and like the shock in his eyes and his like gasping yeah, face yeah, is yeah. like these things were happening like when he was getting in that fight when he, he was getting hit you yeah. know we were seeing it from the angle that it was affecting him yeah. so that that was um, something that I really liked about it me? Um, I really enjoyed it but again it's, it's another film where like it's the same with Hacksaw Ridge I feel like it kind of just ended yeah I wanted, I wanted a happy. Basically, I wanted a happy ending. I wanted closure. It, yeah, I wanted some closure. I wanted a definitive conclusion. I wanted him to, you know, get together with um, Kevin. Kevin, and them to be happy, or at least for him to get together with someone and be happy. I just wanted the guy to be happy because he was yeah. he was so unhappy throughout his whole life. And I was like, come on, man, to get a bit of happiness, you know, got bunked off on the beach. I was, think it was though, wasn't it? It was supposed to be an open ending. This this is what I was going to say. I haven't seen it, but maybe the whole point of the open ending is to show that they're. Anything in, can happen. In, in society, maybe to show that society hasn't fully accepted all of it. What the because the film's based around this all about homosexuality, isn't it? And I'm assuming there's a lot of homophobia in there. There is n- not 
There isn't really. Not, I mean, there's there's a part where a young Chiron because the, the film's split in three parts. It's him as a like a uh, like yeah. a six year old, and yeah. then as a a teenager, and then as an adult. Yeah. And then there's a part when Chiron, the main character, says to Mahasha Shal, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Ali's Mr. Ali. um, character, uh, "What's a faggot?" Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a hint that I think his mum called him a faggot. Did his mum call him? Because you know when the scene, she's screaming at him. Yeah, there's oh, there's, what, a, there's a scene where yeah. she screams, but the, the, there's no sound. Yeah, I never quite got what she was. Trying um, to say. I mm. think, but then there's there's certainly a suggestion that people have been bullying him. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not even because that that you know he said, "How do I know if I'm gay?" Mm. I think it's just because he was smaller and meeker mm. and shy, shy, really and quiet. then therefore I guess in like playground politics that you know where he grew up as well you know you've got to act Mm. hard to Mm. so there wasn't not there wasn't much depicted homophobia but I think maybe I can't remember I don't know what period it was set in maybe the 80s 80s. but I think maybe like you're saying people weren't comfortable coming out Mm. um and I think maybe that's why we don't see any point of view from him uh or much point of view from him because it's we could never understand his point of view. Mm. We are only outsiders looking at him and how he's struggling mm. to to find himself. Um, so, you know, the point of view, you'd kind of be in, in the shoes of the protagonist, but I think the director's made a conscious effort to sort of think, no, you, you can't empathise with him in, in the same way because you are not a, a homosexual black man yeah. in the 80s. That's true. So I think that that kind of really worked, but mm. also I don't actually think, apart from the encounter he has with Kevin, yeah, I don't think he ever actually explicitly says that he is gay. No, he doesn't. There's there's always like suggestions, but he, he could quite out. simply yeah. he could be quite he could be bisexual. Okay. I mean, because Kevin, Kevin seems to be. Ke- well, yeah, because mm. Kevin has a family. Mm. Um, so there's and he's always portrayed as quite heterosexual. Mm. So you know, obviously he could still be heterosexual, but there's always like. It's never explicit, and mm. I think that that works in the film. But I did kind of want a resolution because I'd be happy. It was really kind of so. How did it? How did it? How did it end? How? What was the ending? Because so, I'm not gonna. I'm probably. I might watch it, but not anytime soon. So. So Chiron and Kevin are mates since they were six, okay. or even before then, and then um, when they're teenagers, uh, they like have an encounter on the beach together. Have a um, moment. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then, the, the next day. Yeah. Then, like pretty soon after, because uh, throughout it, Sharon's been picked on by this bully. Not uh, well. The kind of suggestion because he is different. But anyway, so the bully tells Kevin to beat up Sharon, and then he does, and he keeps hitting him, and then Sharon gets back up, and Kevin says like, "Stay down, please," because mm. um, if Kevin doesn't punch Sharon, he will then get beaten up, mm. and then. Then Chiron gets a chair and smashes it over. Best moment of the film. Smashes it over the bully's head mm. and then gets arrested. Mm. Um, Is it because get... the bully's white? And no, he's black. black. Every, oh, everyone's everyone black. black. Okay, I was, I was wondering whether there's like some racial no, connotation no. in there. Um, okay. And he gets sent to juvie, which I had a real issue with. Mm. Um, and then, then it kind of. Yeah, and then it cuts to him being an adult. Mm. Uh, and as an adult, I mean, the guy who plays him. Looks like Fifty Cent. <laughs> so much. Like 50 so he cent. goes from this like really skinny guy to built as fuck. Basically, like he's like a tree. It like, looks like he's mm-hmm. trying to 
imitate what Mr. Ali looks like yeah. when he was a child. Cause yeah, because he, like, he had he the car, like, yeah. the, yeah. the grills. The, the he was like his father figure, so he's basically trying to recreate himself in his image. So the transformation is really drastic, mm. and then he becomes a drug dealer, mm. and then he gets a phone call from Kevin, and he's like, oh yeah, what's up? Like, if you're next in town, like, you know, it'd be nice to see you. I think he kind of apologises yeah, for he does, what happens. Yeah. And then, so Chiron goes to Kevin's place of work, and they kind of talk, but not really talk, it's quite awkward. And he then, doesn't talk much in the part of the film anyway. No. I would have to know how many lines he actually has in that film because his character does not talk much. And then right at the end, Chiron says to, to Kevin, he's like, you're still the only man who's ever touched me. Yeah. And then it kind of ends. They, he's holding him. Kevin's holding yeah. uh, Chiron and then yeah. it finishes. It was so sad because really I hate nice. watching people being bullied on the yeah. screen. I'm not obviously in real life, but mm. you know, it was, it was really like emotional. I want him to do a Moonlight too, where he's happily married. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> Maybe that's what we. Maybe we should make a really depressing film with a open-ended ending. And I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier. But you were saying that only in depressing films go up for best actors or best pictures. <laughs> yeah. So I've got some. Well, not facts, but from last year. So nominees for best pictures was um, The Martian. Okay. Um, Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, The Revenant, um, and a couple of us. Um, and nominees for Best Actor, um, again, The Martian, The Reverend, um, Michael Fassbender for the Steve Jobs. Okay. That, I can imagine, yeah, is a very sad film. But, I mean, okay. The Martian is, was not a sad film. The that Martian. had a happy ending. The Martian. I love that film. That should not have been nominated for oh, The only reason that, oh my God. It's just because it was Ridley Scott, man. Loved I didn't it. even know that. Loved but it. I thought it was a well good film. And what was it, what was it nominated for, sorry? Best actor and best picture. Oh well, I can see why it was best picture. They did it really well, and I think best actor. I think Matt Damon played a, a, a very well. He played a stranded man very well. And yeah. I guess in that's maybe, maybe it's just twenty seventeen that's clouded my opinion of Oscars. Then. <laughs> yeah. you know, to see what's up next year. Well, yeah, Mad Max and uh, The Martian were quite entertaining. So I guess you know. I think there, there's certainly that. But again, that goes help. back to the idea that it's their contribution to film as opposed to that one performance. Because obviously, Matt yeah. Damon and Tom Hardy have done plenty before. Mm-hmm. And Leo did eventually win, but he's also done plenty before, and maybe he should have won for a film before that. But mm. I, don't, I personally didn't really like Mad Max Fury Road, so I'm quite pissed off that it was nominated, to be honest. I think, you know, it's just like, oh, hey, you know, we've got this director who did a cult trilogy in the 90s. and... He's made a new one. Oh, great. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Okay, well, we've sort of kind of done our uh, uh, our spiel on, on the Oscars and kind of talked about who we want to win. The main categories anyway. Yeah. And uh, the Oscars is next week, so the 26th. Mm. So I guess it will be the week after that that we'll discuss the... Uh, so congratulations to uh, <laughs> to insert name here. I, I kind of hope. Mr. Well done, Denzel Washington. Well done. He's gonna win something. I know Denzel Washington's gonna win something. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I kind of hope Mr. Ali doesn't win anything, because then I won't have. Otherwise, I have to pronounce his name again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, on the next podcast, I think uh, we're gonna talk about some TV because we've got uh, The Walking Dead's come back. Yep. Um, we've got Legion. Legion started, and I think some of you guys have started watching Riverdale. Oh, yeah. So uh, tune in next time for a bit of TV, uh, amongst others. Um, and I just want to mention that we are now on Twitter. So you can follow us at YAC Podcast 17 
or you can email us at youraveragecritics at gmail.com. So please do uh, get in touch, get in contact, join the conversation. You can give us feedback, positive or negative. You can suggest topics for us to talk about. And uh, if you disagree or agree with our opinions, please do share them. We'd be happy to, to talk to you. So thank you very much and tune in next week. Cheers. When, when, yeah. when he's listening to this yeah they listen to it in training this is their motivational true. speak true. but yeah apart from that one week my week's been not too bad you know same old same old work and sleep work hard play hard isn't mm. it Chris what's, what's up with you what's not new not really not a lot just went pub on Friday that's about it I watched a few films on Saturday yeah you need to get one of these uh, generic limitless passes I will I will ne- non cinema specific ne- ne- <laughs> next month next month I'll get it next month they're definitely worthwhile but you're not a huge cinema guy, are you, Ollie? I don't know. Are you? Every now and then. Every now and then. But we went over the weekend and yeah. we ended up getting a free ticket. So we that did, was fab. Actually, so yeah. word we of advice. a rodent in a cinema that shall not be named yeah. on the podcast. If, if you ever see a mouse, you might get free tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I didn't actually see it, but I benefit from it. <laughs> I was traumatised, weren't you? Traumatised. <laughs> But she said she was like, oh yeah, I hope you've not been traumatised by this incident. I, was I wasn't like, even looking to get like... No. I kind of wanted to leave, but <laughs> we, we were just stood there waiting. We were just doing our, our civic duty. Well, Ollie I mean? was. I was just well, yeah. Ollie wanted to fall like help inspector.